The following entertainment is a production of Fluent Grace Media. Do it. All right, we're recording. What are we talking about today, Tim? <laughs> uh, we haven't started yet. We've, we're recording, but we haven't started yet. <laughs> Just pump the brakes a little bit. He hasn't done his professional intro yet. <clears throat> I think I've forgotten what our professional intro <laughs> is, right? Uh, welcome to the podcast. We don't even know what it's called anymore. What you are about to hear is recorded, edited, and produced by three guys who don't have a clue what they're doing. But it just might be the best thing that you hear all day. Welcome to the Fluent Grace Podcast. What is up, podcast world? We are back in the saddle. I well, <laughs> guess who's back? Back again. I feel like every single episode we record, this is the way we start it. We have to now. Yeah. So um, we're probably the one podcast that you literally never know when you are going to get an episode from, but we are still around. Hmm. Uh, we're not gone. We're not dead. We're, we're not. about as consistent as McDonald's ice cream machine. Yes. Ooh. Yes. That's a low bar. Real low bar. I heard. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Welcome in, Podcast World, episode number 50. We're at the 5 0. This oh. is a big deal. So, congratulations, I us. Like we should have a cake for this, dude. <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> us. We are at number 50. So, this may be the last one ever. Uh, we can say we got here. Never thought we were going to do that. But thank you for uh, the folks that are listening. And have heard every single episode. All right, back to McDonald's ice cream. So I did see this just recently that um, somebody has actually sued McDonald's for their ice cream machines never working. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I won the lottery, it would be an investment back into McDonald's, at least a portion of it, to fix all the ice cream machines. Is that even possible, though? I don't know if it's possible. Yes, it's possible. Colin says it's possible. The company that makes those ice cream machines has come out with this big, long article that talks about how it's not the machines that go bad. It's McDonald's. It's McDonald's that tears them up. It's the machinist who's working the machine. Yeah. Yep. So literally everybody who works at McDonald's, we're about to make a blanket judgment here, mm-hmm. but everybody who works at McDonald's, uh, operator error, is that what we're saying here? guess so. Have you all seen how they do the ice cream there? It comes in a big bag mm-hmm. of liquid. It looks like milk. Yep. And they just pour the big bag in there, and I guess it freezes the bag. That makes me appreciate the fact that their machines are always broken, so (laughs) I'm not even tempted to have a chance to get any. I mean, it's not not like it's fresh, like hooked up to a cow or something, getting it straight off the cow. Wait, they have ice cream cows? Something like that, Tim. (laughs) Jeez, learn something new every day, folks. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. That's right. Where we fill your mind with information that may or may not be true. And images. (laughs) <laughs> the ice cream cow. That is the one thing everybody will remember from this podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, the ice cream cow. Um, so we're going to jump in some some content real quick. What are we talking about today, Tim? We're not going to get there just yet because, oh. I mean, you got to give the folks what they want, 
right? It has been a long time since we've done this. It's a good way to sink a church right there. <laughs> uh, we're not running to church. This is true. This is true. We're not running to church. But just to know, it, if any of you out there are listening and you're a part of a church, if, if the leadership gives you what you want, it's a good way to ruin it. So, I Depending would, on what you want. That. Depending on what you Unless want. Unless you want an ice cream machine that works. Depending on what you want. If you want Jesus, that's that's good. Yeah, that's it's true. So. I... We, Get, all right, we're not getting into that yet. We're but giving if you the want people to change what they the want. color of the carpet and the chairs. Okay, we're, we're giving the people the what they want. Yes, okay. that's right. All right. All right, here's what the people want. The people want a Fluent Grace rant because it has been mm. a long time since that has happened. Mm. We've already had one, ice cream machines. Man, but we'll give that, that another. Was, that, was, that was weak. That was weak. Real weak. Too easy. Yeah. <clears throat> and now, for everyone's favorite part of the show... The part where Tyler complains, Tim grumbles, and Colin just sits there and laughs. It's time for another Fluent Grace rant sesh. Enjoy. Um, so, so I need us, uh, you know, we had been doing these super rants, super mega rants, where uh, pumpkin spice everything oh, gross. made the list, and mm-hmm. so we just ripped it apart. I'm not sure if we have something... That is worthy of a super rant, but do y'all have anything to throw out for the old Fluent Grace rant sesh? One word, and Tim's going to fill this on a personal level. Tyler might too. One word. Painting. Oh, Oh. my goodness. We literally just talked about this. Literally. I painted this morning. 12 minutes ago, we were talking about this. Mm -hmm. This is a super mega rant. Thank you, Colin. Mm -hmm. For your one-word contribution. Let's go. I hate painting. Mm. I hate painting, like, art. I hate painting my house, inside and outside. I hate painting trim. I hate painting walls. I hate painting ceilings. Mm. I hate paint brushes. I hate paint. It all makes me angry. Mm. Mm-hmm. More than glitter. Um, here's, the, here's the difference. Here's the difference. Glitter is usually a pretty quick, like, it, it's an immediate fury. Mm-hmm. Damn, just pulled a Tyler and hit the table. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I wish Tyler apologized every time he did something like that. <laughs> we the wouldn't have with, a podcast. Uh-uh. The thing with painting, though, is it never ends. Mm-hmm. Literally never ends. I We've been working on this painting job for over a month. And the effects of paint are long-lasting. Like glitter, you can vacuum it up. Paint, fit spreads. Mm-hmm. There's a that's sermon true. illustration And there if somewhere. there's something that doesn't go right with the painting, that's what everybody notices. That's right. That's right. And if there's a little bit of the wall paint that gets onto the trim, yep. that's no. Streaks. And, and it's the painter that notices his flaws afterwards. So if you paint your house, the inside of your house... Then, like, every time you walk through the living room, you look at that same spot where you messed up that yep. probably no one else notices, but you notice. Which takes down the enjoyment of living in a house. Yes, That's right. there you go. Might as well burn it down at that point. I agree. <laughs> if anybody wants to come burn my house down, free invitation right here because I painted it and it doesn't look good. Don't tell the insurance company. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mr. Insurance, you didn't hear that. And then it's like, all right, they've come up with an easier way. The paint sprayer. Oh, man. They work you, awesome. They work amazing. You know how much those things cost? Mm-hmm. I can't, I'd have to like sell a couple kidneys 
Like, yeah. no chance. And then you have to clean them. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, impossible to get mm-hmm. in all the pieces. You have to buy a specific cleaner to run through them, yep. to clean them, while you've already invested, like, $1,000 in the yep. sprayer. Yep. It's painting. Like, if you're a painter out there full-time, like... You're a saint. You you are insane. Mm. I have just no words. Just don't paint. Mm. Yeah. What if we made Kids. it common to not paint? Everything was just Just go trash. back to the old mud thatch, you know? <laughs> no more paint. Can't paint that mud. I love those We're all going to wear loincloths, too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the way inflation's Speaking working right mud, now, we may have to. Yeah. Uh, have y'all seen those videos of that guy that's like in the jungles and he just builds stuff? Yes, I get sucked those into those. Those are awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Have y'all seen the videos where like they... In the jungle people, I don't know. That's probably culturally insensitive. Probably. But you know what I'm saying. If they take they take the uh, two-liter Coke and put it in like a hole and all these fish start shooting out of those. Have you seen these videos? <laughs> no. I don't guess so. It's like jungle fishing or something. I don't know. <laughs> they take Coke and I'm stick game. in these holes and all these fish start shooting up. I'm game. You let me know when the jungle fishing excursion comes along. I'm there. I'll show you all this. <laughs> Why don't we just try that here? Why do we have to do it in the jungle? There's a creek out back. Yeah. Oh. It's got fish in it. <laughs> Every now and then. <laughs> Next episode is going to be a video podcast, and Colin's going to noodle for catfish. <laughs> We're doing a vlog. Yeah. The, the size fish that are back in this creek, though, probably ain't going to be the size that you're able to noodle very uh-uh. well. Uh-uh. This is like the little lost minnow that got flushed down the toilet and <laughs> yes. somehow ended up in this creek yes. back here. Somehow still alive in our creek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, all that from painting. All right, mm-hmm. here we go. I'll throw this one out here. <clears throat> oh, I've got options. Uh, we're coming up on daylight savings time. Mm. Or are we leaving daylight savings time? I can't ever we remember. coming up on it. Coming up on it. Spring we're going We're going to save daylight? Yes. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yep. Days are longer. Praise. <clears throat> All right, so around the table, which season is your more preferred? Daylight savings or whatever we're in right now? Longer days, for sure. You like a longer day? Oh, uh, yeah. Colin? I mean, I'll say daylight savings, but you still get the same amount of sun time no matter. <laughs> That's the problem. You know. <laughs> That's the problem. Everybody's like, we're over here saving daylight. No, you're not. No, you're just moving the clock around. <laughs> like that's all it's you're different. doing. It's different. It's different. <laughs> the only difference is you drive into work and it's dark, and you go home in the afternoon. There's a little bit more time in the afternoon. Hey, that's, yes. that sounds like a win. <laughs> the sun doesn't care about our daylight savings time. Well, so we should just ditch it then. The sun? We should ditch time. Time. There we go. No time more is time. irrelevant. Yeah. So we're just gonna say, there is like no Genesis time. one. Day, it is day and night. So <laughs> perfect. All right. When you see so what's light, your work shift? Day. <laughs> perfect. That's basically how Tyler decides to show up to these podcasts. That is facts. Kids, when do you have to be in school? Day. Yeah. <laughs> when it is night, you can go home. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. So now that we've got that part of it out of the way, between the Daylight savings versus non-daylight savings. Which do you prefer? Tyler's all about saving the daylight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the unpopular opinion. I'm a little bit sad that we're changing. Oh. Because now you have to wake up when it's dark. And that makes me angry. Kind of like painting. Yep. If I wake up mm-hmm. and I have to get out of bed and it's dark, That's true. I'm just upset. 
I don't, it's just cold and depressing. Not today. Yeah, I know. It's perfect right now. If it could stay perpetually like this, it would be perfect. But with darkness comes cold. So, er, early darkness comes cold. Well, so bump that. It's depressing. <laughs> I need sunlight and warmth and the beach. <laughs> this guy's definitely cold blooded. I got too much Jimmy Buffett in me, okay? <laughs> Old parrot head over here. It's five o'clock somewhere, folks. <laughs> <coughs> yep. <coughs> All right, we'll get back into this. Since you're still here, you get a very special thank you. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Fluent Grace Podcast. Thanks for listening. What are we talking about today, Tim? I'm going to propose something. Okay. Okay. Proposition, episode number 50. Uh, We're going to start a little series of podcasts. Mm. But what that requires is us to commit to being able to record. Mm. You think we can do that? At least once a month. (laughs) Hey, I mean, that'll work. We need a little more consistency than once a month. You think we can do it like every other week? Maybe. What what do you think, Colin? You think Tyler can do it every other week? I do not think Tyler can do it every other week. I think we can do it every other week. So did I just get booted to be the special guest? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. We'll Tim plus do one we, plus special want, guest. Do we want to put money on this as to whether or not we can do every other week for, let's oh. say, four episodes? Oh, if there's a stipend included, you know, I might could really make every other week. So. Crystals and the sun kiss every time we record. Oh, shoot. Mm. I'm in. All right. Tyler committed, folks. I'm in. Providing sun kissed and crystals. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. In a bathroom. <laughs> That's right. Your family will appreciate us later in the day. All right, so here we go. We just committed to every other week we're going to record for the next four episodes, okay? And here's what we're going to talk about over those four episodes, five including today, okay? Uh, We're going to talk about contradictions in the Bible. Or put put a better way, supposed contradictions in the Bible. Yep, get that pagan stuff out of here. That's right. (laughs) We don't do pagan stuff in here. Pagan stuff is for the pagans. That's right. Of which we are not. So, uh, we're going to keep this one fairly quick. Uh, We'll do just a intro, kind of set up the next few weeks, uh, hopefully perk some interest in the topic. So, what are the first things you guys think about when you hear... Supposed contradictions in the Bible. Trying to be nice, Tim. Don't be nice. We're not about being nice. Oh, okay. Here comes the edit. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You go first, Colin. No, I really want to hear yours first, Tyler. I think think people are, are reading their own... When we talk about contradictions, you're reading... Supposed. Supposed contradictions. You're reading your own, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, desires, but not desires. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. You're reading your own narrative into the scriptures, um, trying to fit your your agenda um, versus what the scriptures say. Also, you have to think that scripture is it is a piece of text. It is living. It is it is true. It is authoritative. But it's also it is a text. And so within text, there's different literary genres 
um, that's written in. So you have narrative, you have poetry, you have uh, prose, you have you have all kinds of stuff. Um, and so that has to be considered. Um, so there's a lot of things that go into it. Textual criticism is the um, seminary word for what we're talking about. So, which to some degree, textual criticism is good, right? It is. It, it helps it is. keeps uh, it keeps us hopefully um, in a place that is faithful to the text and in the Bible. However, textual criticism can go too far, right. and so that's one of the things we need to be careful about here. Because even a Christian can say, "Oh, I'm." I'm textually criticizing scripture. Well, are you just throwing a nice seminary word on that, or are you just criticizing scripture? And that's, I think, what can happen at times as well. Gollum, what are your thoughts? No, I mean, I think I was going in the same direction as Tyler there as well. Am I thinking maybe just on a uh, middle school level? Uh, A lot of times when I hear people come up with contradictions, it's like they take one verse versus another verse, and they used to comment, well, my understanding of this verse versus mm. my understanding of this other verse is they contradict. And I'm like, yes, but lean not on your own understanding. So that's right. That's where I see a lot of issues is, like Tyler was saying, what their interpretation is of what's going on there is normally where I see contradictions coming up. You know what Romans 1 says about your understanding? It's busted. That's what it says. <laughs> No one understands. No one seeks for good. In the New Living 2022 version, it says understanding is as good as the McDonald's ice cream machine. That's the message. (laughs) No, it's the message V2. That's right. (laughs) New and improved message, folks. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree. Um, All all comments brought forth, I I do agree. Um, One of the things, though, especially for this audience, and which is why I want to talk about it, it is so easy to take Scripture and be lazy with it. I think a lot of times laziness is what contributes to some of this hmm. because you see a verse that seems to say something completely uh, opposed to another verse and you just kind of accept it at face value as, well, Verse 1 says, the sky is blue. Verse 2 says, the sky is red. Well, clearly those are contradictory statements. And then it follows that Scripture is not worthy to be trusted because one of those verses has to be wrong. Well, we know from looking up at the sky that that is false, right? Mm -hmm. If Tyler looks at the sky at 9 a.m. on a beautiful day, it's going to be blue. If Colin looks at the sky... At 6 p.m., right after a storm, it's going to be a different color, right? Those are not contradictory statements. It's just a matter of when the viewing of this guy took place. And the author. you got to think, God used—it is divinely inspired, but God used real men to pen the Scriptures. And different men have different backgrounds. I mean, look at the Gospels. That's the easiest— place to look. Um, you have Matthew, who's a Jew. Um, he wrote to Jews in his letter, so you see a lot of his, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, his background. His, his background, his uh, apologetic for who yeah. Jesus is, he starts with the genealogy. 
hey, look at these Jewish patriarchs that he came from. Look to what you know, your your heritage. So, um, I mean, Luke was uh, a, a doctor, wrote, wrote to Gentiles. Um, so you see that play out in his narrative. Um, you see um, Mark wasn't away with words, didn't have a lot of words to say, so his, I just threw that out there. It was super short, you know. He's, he was, he's real pointed and to the point. I don't really know if that's why Mark's short and to the point. I just threw that in there. But, you know. But with sense. Luke and Matthew, you can really see it. So, And of all of them, John was the one with the closest on-earth relationship with Jesus. Mm, that is so true. So he's coming at it from a different perspective as well. He was in the inner circle. That's right. Mm. The special folks. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so important. Um, oh, what was it? He said something. He said a lot of things. <laughs> At least While one of thinking. those comments was really good. <laughs> I don't know. While you're thinking, yeah. John was the first book of the Bible to be translated into every single language. Bible fact. Mm-hmm. Side nugget. Uh, when he like <laughs> when he likes some special music. <laughs> Bible fact. <laughs> that's right. Oh, I don't know. Um, but so what happens though is uh, you have all these folks who are trying to discredit scripture because they know that if scripture is discredited, they have a lot better shot at discrediting Christ and religion and Christianity starts with scripture a lot of times and and so that's what happens got a little siren action going on outside that's mm-hmm. right we're recording this inside call the floor call the floor <laughs> count your hands up that's right <laughs> no I shouldn't have jacked those crystals <laughs> goodness I know what it was I know what it was that you said Reading into Scripture our own thoughts and, um, and, and context. That, I think that's one of the reasons why we have got to start with Scripture as opposed to starting with our own circumstances or our own experiences or our own culture, whatever it is. Because in reality, all those things are going to impact how we view Scripture. Mm-hmm. Right? If I'm reading it from an American perspective— I'm going to read it differently than I if if I was a um, Chinese believer, or if I was from Israel, or Rome, wherever it is. I'm going to read it differently, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. The problem, though, is when I start with my own thoughts, opinions, beliefs, cultures, as opposed to starting with Scripture. That's where the problem comes in. So I can read a verse that seems to disagree with another verse, well, it may not actually disagree. It may sound that way because of my own perspective that's being read into it. That's right. Agreed. All right, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) We're out. (laughs) Bye. We're trying to keep it short. So I I, I was listening to, watching this uh, YouTube video of somebody who was trying to basically make fun of Christianity, I think. And so they they brought in, might have been a hundred uh, contradictions that they be, what they believed to be contradictions, and it was I mean there was a variety of of them. Um, There's a bunch of different categories of them. Some of them were as simple as 
Uh, David fought this battle with 7,000 men. Well, if you look at another verse, it says David fought the same battle with 70,000 men or something like that, right? And so they said, oh, contradiction. Bible's false. Um, or a different perspective. Or it could be that, too. So there, there are things like that. Um, there are other things that uh, talk about, um, let's say, what was the one I mentioned? Oh, um, God doesn't t- tempt anyone, uh, doesn't tempt anyone to sin. He's not the author of sin. Um, but then you have the story of Abraham where he basically asked him to kill his son, right? Is that a contradiction in what God has said? Well, some people would view it that way. Our position is that is not a contradiction, and you just need to do a little digging and spend a little time and figure out what Scripture is actually saying. So anyway, but it's, I mean, there's countless of them. Mm-hmm. You can go to, you know, websites and come up with a bucket full of contradictions. So that's what I want to do over the next few weeks is to dig into some of these, uh, some of maybe the most um, well-known or some of the most difficult of these contradictions and just see, all right, are they really contradicting each other or is there an explanation to them? Let's do it. I'm game. Great. (laughs) It's bumping up in here for episode 50. (laughs) Oh, man. Colin Tyler said, all right, let's do it. Let's make it happen. (laughs) See you. Guinness World Record. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. Are we ready for this? (laughs) Colin said, peace out. (laughs) Colin's got to be about for work to work, folks. He's on his lunch break. That ambulance was his patient. Yep. (laughs) All right, let me leave us us with this, okay? Came across this on the social medias. There are actually a few good things on social media. It says this, because Jesus is the truth, assume everything he says and does is deeply good. Then dig until you discover why it is good. I think that's a great perspective to have on Scripture. And as you encounter things like this that are troublesome, what is your assumption going into that? Right? Do you assume that when you read a verse that says uh, or that talks about people dying in the Old Testament, Right? Do you come at that with the assumption that, well, just it must be because God's a jerk and he wanted to kill people? Or do you come at that with the assumption that God is good and there is a uh, reason for whatever it is that we are reading about in the Scripture? Okay, So I think that's where our assumption needs to start. That's where our foundation is. Jesus is good. Jesus is God. So God is good. And that needs to be the assumption as we look at Scripture. Assume everything that is said and done, uh, everything that God says and does is deeply good. Then dig until you discover why it's good. A lot of these things are so easy to see how they do not contradict each other if you just dig a little bit. Mm-hmm. Don't be lazy with reading Scripture. Like, Actually look at it. What do these words mean? What is the context here? Yeah. Hey, why don't you just back up one verse and see... What's going on? And stop reading the Bible as isolated stories. That will be helpful as well. Yeah. And, set, and view it as part of one major narrative. Yeah. I think a very important part of all this is what is our general view of Scripture? Right? Do we view Scripture as an instruction manual for life? We shouldn't. Do we view Scripture as a, a rule book? We shouldn't. 
do we view Scripture as primarily, um, oh, this one may get me in trouble. Do we view Scripture as primarily a love letter that God wrote to me? Mm. Well, we shouldn't. There are definitely elements of that in there. There are definitely rules in Scripture to follow, but that's not the purpose of Scripture, right? The purpose of Scripture is that it is God's story of redemption that He has given to us. It's true. And that's going to affect how we view the different elements of Scripture. It's about His glory and not yours. That's, that's I mean, that's the foundation of it, yeah. right? Following Jesus isn't about us. David says that, Psalm 115. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory. Reading Scripture is ultimately not for our glory, it's for God's. Yep. Amen. That's what we're going to talk about the next few weeks. Let's do it. I'm going to pump these guys full of Monster and Red Bull and everything right before we come in here. No jacked up on Mountain Dew. (laughs) Game. (laughs) So there you go. What's our thing? It's the Colin hosting the Guinness World Record. Did I win? Did, did I get one? You just ate crystals, Tyler? I did. How many crystals did you eat? Me, I had four and Tim had four. Four and four. How long did it take you to eat those? Oh, uh, like two minutes. <laughs> okay. True That's story. It's not, not bad. You know what the... Guinness World Record is for crystals consumed in eight minutes. Oh, man. This eight is a minutes. Great world record <clears throat> that we're going to try to beat next week. <laughs> Colin is going to try and beat this. Nope. Week. Nope. Eight. I would be hurling. Eight minutes. I'm going to say one person. One person. Joey Chestnut. I'm going to say old Joey got really in. Him? He was the one that did this. Yep. Is he a freak? Yes. I don't know who he is. He's the hot dog eating guy. Oh, I'm going to say like 7,400. 7,400. We still won, dude. No way. Eight minutes. minutes. Eight minutes. It's Uh, not very long. In one minute, I'm going to go with you can get in 20. I'm going to go 20 a minute. So that's like 140. Public school. (laughs) So 74, No, that's 160. Oh, 160, whatever. 74. Tyler was a little bit closer. Oh, oh got Joey, him. Joey, you're letting me down, bro. He's not a robot. <laughs> I mean, have you watched him? He basically is. He throws it in and it goes down. <laughs> Joey consumed 103 crystals Holy in eight minutes. smokes. I was only like 37 off. How big is this guy? Well, see, here's the deal. He doesn't look that big. Yeah. But you, I can't say that. Does it? Does he start? Does he starve himself? Like, does he not eat? No, you have to expand your stomach to be able to hold more. If you don't eat, then your stomach gets smaller. How do you expand it? You, like, eat, you eat a lot. Eat a lot. Dude, leading what? up to it. Mm-hmm. How? How? So, if that is your claim to fame, <laughs> like, what is your? What kind of life do you have? I don't know. How Joey, you, if you're out there and want to be on the podcast, special Joey, guest, Joey, you come on How do you deal with the after effects of that? Like, so you many can, I, questions. I don't know if you can have a family, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a fast track to not have one right there. <laughs> uh, the, mm, 
Dudes, if you, you know want what, a family, you know 100 I, crystals. And, you know what I think he needs? The mood ring toilet seat. No. <laughs> That's exactly what he needs. <laughs> oh, man. It would have some all kind of moods. That toilet seat would be all in its feels. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying. What other things has records has Joey Chestnut broken? I, obviously, he holds the hot dog eating contest, the Nathans that they do on Fourth of July. I, think I mean, do right. we have like Papa John's pizza eating contests and McDonald's ice cream eating contests? Well, and no, because it's broke. <laughs> it says, There's a website called MajorLeagueEating.com. <laughs> Golly, I'm in the MLE. All right, here's his records. He ate 182 chicken wings in 30 minutes. I feel like that's way harder to eat than a crystal. All right, we're yeah. about to we're he's gonna got log all off kind, and watch the videos. Yeah, he's got like, I mean, there's at least forty or fifty going down through here. I mean, like, put that all on his gravestone, folks. Oh yeah, Guinness World Record holder in fried cricket eating. Joey he just was a lover of funnel cake. Like he and ate fried pork sandwiches. He ate thirty fish tacos in five minutes. Like <laughs> here we go. So many. This is morbid. He ate one hundred and forty-one hard-boiled eggs in eight minutes. <laughs> Do you even have to chew those? <laughs> he ate fifty-five glazed donuts in eight minutes. That's so gross. Um. 53 soft tacos in 10 minutes. Guys, guys, okay. Yesterday, <laughs> I went to Freddy's for lunch, okay? Got good Freddy's custard. does have good custard. They have good burgers. They have good fries. I ate all of that at Freddy's for lunch. I've never done that before, like eating all the things. But I did. I had a burger, I had fries, and I had custard. I felt like crap the rest mm. of the day. Yeah. I didn't eat breakfast. Mm. Mm-hmm. I cannot even imagine going nope. with 55 donuts. No. Nope. In however many minutes it took you. Like, or mm. 103 crystals. Nope. I just ate four. That's enough for a couple months. Like, I'm good. See, me coming from the medical background, like, I want to know, like, how bad his cholesterol is and, like, what, Oh, he better like, not have any health screens because they're going <laughs> to tell him, man, you might as well just go dig your hole. Yo, have you picked out your casket They basically size? tell me that when I go. <laughs> Every day, oh, you need to take your fish pills, uh-huh. you know. Like, get out of here. That's why he ate all those fish tacos, so he wouldn't <laughs> take fish Balance pills. out the Krispy Kremes, folks. <laughs> yep. Oh, my goodness. Joey, my man, come join our pod. <laughs> uh, he probably has so much money uh-huh. and so many more better things to do. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that is it. We have wrapped up episode number 50. Big shout out if you're listening to this thing. If you happen to still be subscribed and it popped up on your old Apple podcast, Spotify, whatever you listen to podcasts on, we think you're super cool and appreciate you. So tune in next time for episode number 51, where we will actually jump into some supposed contradictions we'll get into some specific ones try to talk through those from a biblically faithful perspective that's it that is our fluent grace podcast we are done go check out the social medias gooses latest we out
Our music for the show is Felix Culpa by King's Kaleidoscope.